Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander. And I'm Elena Getzenberg. And you're listening to Panther Strikes. So Tom Brady uh, won his seventh Super Bowl, I believe. Um, I guess further submitting his goatness in the, among NFL players, not athletes of all time. That's the discussion that we could probably have. I don't think Tom Brady's the best athlete of all time, but he's showing that he's the best player to put on an NFL jersey, you know, as far as success goes. But it was pretty lopsided. I know I wasn't expecting that score. I, I don't know. What did you, what do you think, though, about the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't think I had a feeling I had. My prediction going into the game was that Tampa Bay would win because I thought their defense was playing really, really well as of late. Um, but I never would have – I don't think anyone <laughs> would have guessed that Kansas City wouldn't score a touchdown. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I walk away from that really impressed with – obviously, you know, say what you will about Tom Brady, but um, that Tampa Bay defense I thought was just awesome. Um, and I think something that, like – I thought it was interesting to kind of see that because we saw them like at all parts of the season because they played the Panthers twice. And like early in the season, like Tampa Bay looked fine, but they were like (laughs) that. And then they played them later in the season. You could see where the defense had improved and like all of that. So it was kind of cool to see, you know, that's how a team should develop throughout the season. And, you know, it's going to be, they'll be good again next year. So we'll get to see a lot more of them against the Panthers. Yeah, I thought the defense was, you know, those are the Panthers' two toughest games aside from that Week 17 game where they just didn't look there. You know, those are the Panthers' two toughest games all season, both mm-hmm. Bucks. I thought the defense dominated them in both games. Yeah. Um, I thought the, I thought the Bucks' offense, you know, it wasn't impressive that first game. Um, Tom Brady didn't look impressive. I thought he was really past his prime, some of the throws he made. Um, but, yet they they got better on offense as well. Defense just mm-hmm. continued to be dominant. They exposed uh, the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs were without their, you know, tackles. Um, Eric Fisher Torres Achilles, and they got after Patrick Mahomes, uh, which leads to, you know, one thing that you wrote about that's that's important for the Panthers. Can you explain that? Of course, yeah. So, I mean, one takeaway I had from the game was that, and I, don't, I mean, this isn't a surprise. We knew the Panthers, you know, looking at free agency, offensive line was an issue. Um, four or five starters are free agents. And, you know, the offensive line was fine last year. It was, like, amazing. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think you watch that game and you – it's not just – I mean, obviously, you know, getting starting offensive linemen is important for next year, for 2021, whoever the quarterback is – even if it's Teddy, if it's a rookie, whoever. But I think what stood out to me about the Kansas City game especially is, like, having good backups, like having good backup offensive linemen, guys who can play multiple positions. We've seen that, you know, increase in importance. But that, I mean, you got to have good backups. Like, you can pay Taylor Moten all that money, and that's good, but you also have to, you know, you're investing in Greg Little. What's his potential? And, um, and even if he's not your starter, he's still going to be on the team and what can he do? So I think that stood out to me and, you know, it's something that you can have a good quarterback like Deshaun Watson, whoever all the Panthers fans want, was sacked like top three in the NFL last year and they won four games. So I just think it's something that like while we're all focused on the quarterback and it's very important, I thought 
you know, seeing how Kansas City's offensive line, like it was just a reminder of how important those positions are. And guys you don't even really think about during the year, like those backup guys are, they can, they can be very important <laughs> to Absolutely. invest in. Yeah. I mean, how can Patrick Mahomes, you know, make any of the throws that he's capable of making if he doesn't have time. It was funny. Uh, my uncle, my uncle James, he was uh, over the house for the Super Bowl, and he was asking me who the Panthers going to draft. And I was like, it's a good chance they might draft a quarterback, but you know, it's unclear right now. He's like, draft a quarterback? You know, they're not going. They don't matter who they draft. They get John <laughs> Watson. They're not going to be good until they get an offensive line. And it was funny, but he had, you know, he had a good point. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it definitely starts up front. All the best teams in the NFL historically have had great offensive lines. And um, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, the Panthers' offensive line wasn't great this year. It wasn't healthy, and they didn't do they didn't help Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't good on his own, but you know, they didn't do him any favors. Um, so, definitely right. Offensive line is is super important, and um, it was on full display uh, there in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I think something too, like off of your point, just to kind of wrap this up, I think, you know, one thing that is also um, kind of important with this to keep in mind is like last year, I thought, you know, when I was thinking about how they they drafted the first two draft picks um, last year were both defensive linemen. So you want about Yitor and, you know, his development, but they were both defensive linemen. Um, And I wouldn't be, you know, Matt Rule mentioned at his end of the season press conference how they want to get younger on offense. And he saw that as being something they addressed in the draft. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, one offensive lineman, two offensive linemen in the draft. I think that shouldn't come as a surprise at all if they choose to address it that way. Yeah, I I, I do wonder, like, you know, if you have the opportunity for a quarterback or you know, a good quarterback, he's there, or a really, really great offensive lineman. I'm not sure, um, you know, that right one will be an eight. But I'm saying, do the Panthers try to take that quarterback, even though they really need a, a really great offensive lineman too, if the offensive lineman is rated higher? Um, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting season. I, I know most teams will probably take the quarterback, but it, it may be a little smarter if a better offensive lineman is there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um We'll see what what happens there, but that'll help segue our next segment. And Scott Fitterer at his introductory press conference said the Panthers have flexibility at number eight. They can trade up or trade back. Um, You know, I wrote a little bit about some of this and I'm not going to lie. I like what looking at trading back looks like. Um, Even if, you know, the Panthers aren't able to get their franchise quarterback um, in this draft or early in this draft, I think trading back can present a lot of, you know, uh, beneficial things um, for them, particularly. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? You convinced yourself. Yeah, yeah, I did. It, 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 I didn't even think about it until I wrote about it. But I was looking and uh, just based on the history of some of the trades, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a lot of pieces by trading back. And, you know, I think the Panthers can can get one of their needs because they have a lot of needs. Um, like I said, three techniques. Defense tackle, um, offensive lineman, offensive guards, and offensive tackles, uh, quarterback, defense, um, linebacker, etc. Cornerback, yeah. So, but you know, I was thinking if the Panthers traded back, they could perhaps get multiple first round picks um, in the draft, and then they could use that the following year to get their franchise quarterback. Um, you know, I, I know that might not be the the most you know popular opinion, or people might not want to hear that, but you know, if if you can get a better 
quarterback selection next year, you know, you don't run as risk as, as, as picking the wrong guy this year or reaching for the wrong guy. Um, so I, I, I like the option of trading back a lot yeah. better just because of possibilities. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I thought you made a couple of interesting points just in your story and like looking at how they could do it. Um, I think something that stood out to me, and we've been talking about this since like during the season, um, you know, if their guy's not there, if the quarterback, if they're not in love with the quarterbacks, even if they like before we even get to talking about trading up, like with that option on the table or without it, like if they don't, they're not in love with any of the quarterbacks available, then I would defer, you know, until you find, don't pick a quarterback just to pick one in the first round. That's kind of how I, I think we both agree. You know, we've talked about that before because um, you have so many needs. Like you just yeah. said, doesn't, why stretch when you could do something like you're saying? So I definitely agree that it's something that is interesting to think about because, um, you know, these the three quarterbacks that I think most people view highly in this draft might go before eight. Like there's a good chance they're not there, you know, mm-hmm. when there's pick. And then even four, I mean, <laughs> these quarterbacks could go. <laughs> Teams yeah. are desperate. So I definitely think it should be an option on the table. I'm still a little, you know, I think they could get a really high, a valuable player at eight. And so mm-hmm. – from an there's going to be really good offensive linemen available. Someone like Kyle Pitts, who I really think, I mean, that would could transform this offense. I know, you know, it's unlikely they pick a tight end in the top ten, but you never know. Yeah. Um, so I I like the idea of it, but I think it needs to be like it has. It's a very particular situation for me because you know I don't want them. You don't want to miss out on a. You don't get top ten picks every year. Yeah. So you don't want to miss out on being able to take advantage of it. Yeah. yeah, Eric Edholm um, of Yahoo Sports, I've talked to him mm-hmm. about Kyle Pitts as a possibility. I'm not sure if I, I ended up writing this or this was just through conversation, yeah. but he raised Kyle Pitts as one of his top five players in the draft. He says, you know, a lot of people are afraid of, of drafting tight ends, but yeah. Kyle Pitts isn't even like a tight end. He's, he said he, he compares them uh, more to um, um, what's the wide receiver for Seattle Seahawks is escaping my name right now. Metcalf more than yeah. than a tight end just because it the routes he runs his you know he's he's fast for a tight end he can just do a lot of things that other people can't so you know that yeah. that point that's a good point that you bring up right that's that I don't think anybody should be upset if the Panthers do end up picking you know Kyle Pitts at number eight or staying with that pick no no worries yeah so it's it's definitely a good a definitely a good um, point you bring up and. And a lot of people are high on Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, you know, they need <laughs> a tight end in that offense. But yeah. I, I mean, I do think like you have to – those are the things you have to really – like if you're the Panthers, like you're thinking through all these options, obviously. But, like, I don't know. I think I, – I understand why trading back, back could be good. But I also think this could be very well a draft where, like – and, I, you know, I know you're writing about this, too, where, like, trading up could make a ton of – sense um and i know that's like a scary thought to like give up picks to move up but on the other hand we're saying if you don't think the quarterbacks in this draft if you do like if you think justin fields is the guy like i don't i don't know if i agree with that based on my limited consumption of his tape but like if you think he's the guy i absolutely think they should trade up for him or some you know like one of those guys i think this is the draft to do it, to start investing in that. Like, I see both sides. Like, if you really think the guy's there, though, I, I'm on board with training up. I think it can make a lot of sense. 
Yeah, I I'd be on board with trading up if it didn't mean giving up multiple. Uh, I mean, when I say multiple, I mean three, three first round draft picks. I mm-hmm. think I think three is is too much uh, for me unless it's like an already established guy like a Deshaun Watson. Um, but if it, like I was looking at some scenarios, uh, recently where I think a team had moved up two picks, but Mm -hmm. only traded away their pick and a future high pick plus a fourth rounder, like a second round pick and a fourth rounder, which moving up two spots, you know, that's not that big of a difference. And if the Panthers decided to, to do that, I'd totally be on board with that. But, Giving up three first-round draft picks, including the one that you have, I, I think is a little too much for me. My yeah. like, I think what that's why what the Lions do and like how you know they're so the Panthers pick at eight, the Lions are seven. Like what they do with that pick, like what you're saying, like they could even Panthers could move up two spots, one spot. Mm-hmm. Like it, what the Lions do with that pick if they keep it, if they're looking to trade it, like that's so important here because what they do could really impact what the Panthers do. That's what happens with like, you know, there's so many moves to come before the draft that, you know, these choices could have, (laughs) you know, so many teams are impacting each other. Like the lines impact on the Panthers. I know we've written about it. Like it's all over the place. So that's something to keep an eye on. Like what other teams are doing is very important for the Panthers draft. Yeah, absolutely. The Jets are are a wild card. Mm -hmm. because, the Eagles. Yeah, the, the Eagles are a wild card. Uh, the Falcons are even a wild yeah. card. So most people are, are now picking them to pick a quarterback if they don't make a trade. Um, you know, the Broncos might be hungry for a quarterback and could easily trade with the Lions and try to get ahead of the Panthers, which means the Panthers need to get ahead of, of them if they want a quarterback, which could cause them to reach. Or like, It's just a lot of wild cards. We don't know for certain whether these teams want quarterbacks, but it's quite possible they could. Uh, choose a quarterback yeah it's gonna be a fun time <laughs> oh my goodness it's gonna be a wild one uh, Full of crazy craziness that's why this quarterback carousel is like you know when we're talking about trading up trading down staying at eight like it's all related like everything impacts each other and it's gonna be i mean it's only feb early february and we're already like diving into this so it'll be a very interesting couple of months for sure I'm, i mean it's kind of a fun draft like last year we you know it was pretty calm more it was calmer i'll say with what the panthers were going to do because it was definitely more defensive and all that so this year this year will be very interesting yeah no no mock draft is going to be correct i was looking at <laughs> i was just because of all the trades that could potentially happen but i was yeah. looking at um this little mock aggregator and 24 percent of the people uh, agreed that the panthers may tra- take trey lance uh but 24 is very low. I mean, I mean that's high considered that everybody came to get understanding. But as far as top eight pick, you know, that just shows, like, nobody knows what's going to happen. It's, I don't think the Panthers certainly don't know yet. The so. Panthers don't know yet either. Yeah, let's, let's be honest about that. Panthers don't know yet. No. Um, Deshaun Watson wants to come to town. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure people probably have their favorites in the organization right now, but those will definitely change after the pro days combine, mm-hmm. um, all of that. Um, so um I don't know who the Panthers are gonna pick, guys. Um, <laughs> but you know, you can keep asking. Um, but we'll see. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. As always, uh please check back with us next week. 